Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Tonight is Live with Ryan Reese and Crystal Reese. Hello. <laughs> Babe, are you psyched or what? A little nervous, not going to lie, but I am super excited to be here. All right, let's just take a breather. <sighs> there. It's all good now. Okay. So listen, babe, we're going to be talking tonight about dating single, and then we're going to be talking about um, da- well, actually dating into getting married. What's the name of the show again? Single and Dating. Single and Dating. There it is. Or the way you like to say it. And what is that? What is it? Single <laughs> and ready to mingle. Oh, geez. Yes. So there is a lot of people out there that are single and ready to mingle. And there's a lot of people out there that are actually looking to, uh, to find the right one. Yes. And, um, you know, I would say I've dated a lot. Have you dated a lot? Yes. Yes. So that's why we're in the <laughs> studio. Just to give some nuggets on our experience dating. Um, and we both dated the right way and we both dated the wrong way. Meaning as a non-believer and as a believer. 100%. So let's, let's just get into it. Um, well, first of all, you're a mother of, of triplets. Yes. How's that going? Because people haven't heard from you lately. Yes, because that's what I've been doing. It's been great, hon. You've been there too. I know, so, but how's it been know, going from your perspective? I'm hanging in there. God They're, is good. How, how old are they? They are two years, three months old. And are things getting easier? No, they're getting different. Every stage of... They're, they're developing in different ways, and so we have to learn, you know, how to handle things differently, discipline, um, you know, things like that. But we're going to talk about that on another show. We are. Parenting and, you know, parenting young kids. So a quick update is yep. that things are good. Yes. They are growing. They're running around like crazy. We just got them a little uh, dome thing they could crawl on. Yes. Or climb on. Yes. And uh, they're starting to talk. Mm-hmm. So it's getting good. But we still have tons of diapers. We're, st- we're still trying to do The that. potty training has potty. been a challenge. Challenging. Because <laughs> once, once they uh, start going potty, then next thing you know, the next day they decide not to go potty in the toilet. Yes. So it's just this. And maybe on the carpet or, you know, maybe. Or the tile or who knows. The tile. It's just, you never know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Well, babe, just for the record, you're doing an amazing job. You're superwoman and um, you're awesome. Thanks, hon. Right back at you. Okay. So let's get in this. Let's talk about dating, being single. So, Crystal, first of all, how'd you grow up? Did you grow up in a, in a, in a Christian home? Were you religious? Or what was your whole view on, on dating? Like, Okay, so I was raised Catholic. Um, My parents divorced when I was 15. So I was in the Catholic church up until about 15 years old when my parents divorced. My dad started going to a Christian church, to Calvary's, and just any church that was kind of close by. So I would pop in and out as, you know, as he did. And, um, you know, I saw the way my parents, you know, my parents raised us really, really, you know, right and well. And so we knew, you know, that there was certain morals, you know, that we needed to follow um, when we, you know, when me and my two sisters and my brother got into the, that time in our lives where we started dating. Um, but you didn't have a relationship with, with... No. Like you didn't have like N- the Holy Spirit. 
and reading and, and having this this relationship with God. No, no. You were going through the motions. Yes, okay. totally. Because a lot of people are in that same situation. Yeah. They're going through the motions, but they don't really have that relationship. Yeah, and they and they think that they're that they're you know everything's fine. You thought it was all good. I right? thought it was all good. I believed in God. I was going to Catholic church. You know, I was doing my thing. I didn't think anything was wrong with that until I dug deeper and I went and seeked Jesus and He met me. So and you were kind of going both both ways. You were like. You were in. You grew up in the Catholic Church with the Catholic school as well, and then you transferred to a a Calvary Chapel church as well to a Christian church later on. But yet, still, you didn't have a relationship with God at that mm-hmm. point. But you thought you were good because you were going to church. Exactly, and that's the big missing link: is like having the the Holy Spirit in your life and like him, like that leading and guiding every. Thing that you do. Yeah. And I think that the Living Water book with, by Chuck Smith was really the way the book that you gave me mm-hmm. when, you know, we were hanging out, which we'll talk about, not dating. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that book and reading that book and going, if you, you know, turning to that page and page 40 something and Chuck saying, if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, do not turn this page, give your life to Jesus. And I finally, it finally clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, you still are raised, you know, and from what you hear from the different pastors and the priests through church, mm-hmm. but you don't, you're not feeling convicted. You're not feeling like what you're doing when you're doing something wrong or sinning is really that bad yeah. um, until you, you know, accept Jesus into your life and follow him. And um, yeah, and that's basically yeah. um, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We give our life to Jesus and then. He's, he's in our lives and he's directing. Mm-hmm. He's directing every path. And that's that's what's so crucial, which we're going to get to this as well as talking about dating when you when you have, when you're doing it the right way and you have the Holy Spirit because life's a lot easier when you're doing that because you don't make as many mistakes. But here you are growing up, just like a lot of people that are listening, you know, they're m- maybe caught up in church or religion. They're just going through the motions, but they don't have a relationship with God. So they believe in morals to an extent, but yet... When you started dating when you were younger, how did that end up going, not having the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? Not well. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's really sad because, I mean, I'm, you know, you know, I don't have a lot of regrets. Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot. We'll just say that. And I really pray that my daughters don't have to learn a lot mm-hmm. um, growing up. And um, I basically started dating young. I moved out when I was 17. So I started dating and I attracted very toxic men in my life. Just, just every imaginable type of man, uh, that was not good for me. From like, maybe like, (laughs) like verbally abusive to like into drugs, into drinking, like wanted me to change things about the way I looked. They didn't like, you know, certain things about me. Just, just none of them knew God. None of them knew Jesus. (laughs) you know, at all. And, you know, they were all living for themselves, for the world, basically. And so I was just kind of like spiraling with these bad relationships one after another that I met a guy at work. And um, I was like, gosh, it's 21. And I'm like, you know what? He was like, oh, we should just get married. I'm like, you know, what? we should just get married. Now, now what what (laughs) made you think that? Um, You know, when you're in a lot of bad relationships, you're like, you know, I just, when I was 21, I was like, oh, you know what? I should just be married. It'll be easier. I find some guy that, you know, treated me well. And I was just like, this This is just a lot easier than just the horrible dating world. So it was almost like a compromise. You've dated so many 
you had so many bad relationships, which I had horrible relationships mm-hmm. too. I, I attracted all the toxic girls as well. Yeah. Because um, that's what happens when you're not walking with God. You end up in really bad situations. Um, yeah. So you've been through all these bad situations and you're like, you know what? I'm just tired of dating loser after loser and these toxic relationships. And finally you meet a nice guy and you're like, you know what? Let's just make it work. Let's yeah. just get married and it'll be easier. Yeah. And he his family was actually Southern Baptist. So like there was a conservative, mm-hmm. you know, like religion in their yeah. life and in his life somewhere. From the outside, it looked like it there was God on, involved. Yeah, it looked great on paper. Um, right. But that's the biggest, that's the problem, you know. It's like, oh, great, I finally found someone that's like a godly man. He comes from a godly family. You know, this is great. Maybe this is all I need, you know. Well, that doesn't really work when you are both not following the Lord together and, right. and you're not, and you're not there. You're, you know, first off, you're totally unequally yoked. One, two, you're in a, in a marriage that, and you're young, you're not ready and you have no, nowhere to go. God is not center in your marriage. That is just destined to fall apart. I, I've heard this story before where people say, oh, well, I'm going to wait till she becomes a Christian and then get married to her. Yeah. And they, they go through the motions like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian now. So they get married. But yet, if you looked at their life, there's zero fruit, as Jesus would say. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a life and you look at, like, you observe a tree by its fruit. If they produce good fruit or they produce bad fruit. So he grew up in the church or his parents, yep. were, his parents were Christian. So he was riding on that coattail. You were riding on your parents' coattail because mm-hmm. they took you to church. But yet, there was no God. Literally, when you dig into it, there was no God in your guys' life. But you guys claim to be Christians. I'll go to church so exactly. you guys get married. Exactly. And that's just, that's a very difficult place to be when you guys aren't like, oh my gosh, like you just said. So long story short, yeah. it was a three-year marriage and obviously ended in divorce. And, you know, here, there I was again, single, okay? But single, never wanting to get married again. And in my head, as being a Catholic, going, God is never going to forgive me. I am never getting married again. And that was the first time I was able to actually work on myself and figure out who I was. Mm -hmm. And so that was a process. And that was like a three-year process of being like, you know, single and like kind of dating. Now, (laughs) what do you, what did I look for as in a guy? You know, what what do you, what do you, you know, when you're not a believer, oh, he has to be handsome and funny and all these like worldly things. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you become a believer, when you you know you're looking at oh what do I want in a guy, I wanted desperately to find a godly man. I always wanted that deep down, but I just never knew how to like verbalize that's what I wanted. And trust me, there were none in sight. And and I dated, you know, I was set up. I was dating, you know, here and there. I would you know I was always open to meeting new people. If it didn't work out, hey, we'd be friends. Like yeah. no big deal. It's just a cup of coffee. It's it's a dinner. It's a lunch. You know, it's just something casual anyways. But gosh, it was hard to find a guy that, you know, had good character and <laughs> walked in truth and followed the word of God. It it was hard. And like, so like when you were not a believer, what did you look for in a girl? Well, I also uh, grew up dating a lot of toxic girls and I also got married young um i got a girl pregnant we were gonna get married and uh we got married legally through the court but we you know my story she ended up aborting the the last kid in the batch and uh out of you know and i decided that i was gonna 
not get married to this girl. Yeah. And it was toxic. So I broke it off. And I was also young. I was in my 20s. I had to be like probably 22 or 23. That's so interesting. You got divorced at the same time. So I had to go get an annulment at the time. And at that point, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm never going to get married again. I did not trust girls. I mm -hmm. thought they were all crazy. And I basically at that point, what I looked in for, what I looked at for a girl at that time was basically, I wasn't even looking for a relationship. I was just looking to sleep with them and have a good time. And that's pretty much, marriage was off the radar. I just didn't even trust girls. So mm -hmm. that led me down a whole nother spiral out totally. of control. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Like, you know, if looking back, like if I would have known, like truly known God, like I would have just waited. Like why? Yeah. I think about that all the time. Why wouldn't, why didn't I just wait for the right, for God to bring me the right man? Yeah. And instead I just strive to fill that total, you know, just in any, in, oh, I, you know, you're, you're starved of love. You know, when you're young, you're like, oh, I just want to be loved. I just want to be loved. You're like, oh, well, what is love? Because most men don't define love the same way God defines love. Right. And so that's, that's a big issue when you're out, when you're out there, you know, mm -hmm. as a single woman now. <clears throat> yeah. Love is uh, defined a little bit, a little bit different these days. And, you know, you'll hear people say, hey, well, well, sleep with me. If you love me, yeah. you'll oh sleep with gosh. me. Oh, my gosh. And we can even talk about even even that too, because when you're, you know, there's a lot of, I've talked to, you know, different people and basically, um, you know, there are people that uh, they, when you're dating, they decide just to, to move in yeah. with, with the guy and tell, tell some downfalls of, of that, just from your perspective of people that are dating and they, they move in with oh each other. Gosh. Well, you know, the thing is, Cause there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And, and just, or like staying, <laughs> I'll tell you my or like now. staying over. It's just, you know what? It's, it's a lack of respect. And this is just, this we're is talking about dating as a non-Christian. Dating first. as a non-Christian and you, you know, and you're like, Oh, we should move in together. Well, that, well, first off, I don't know. There's, I just, I have never seen anything good come of it. I, I think that it delays the, I think that it delays marriage and actually the man or the woman, you know, making that commitment. Um, I think it, I think it, I think it's really hard on the relationship. Um, if you ask me, I also think that, I just think that it's just not a good move. It's also, well, as a believer, it's not, it's not something you do. It's yeah. not, it's just not something you do. If you believe in Jesus, you, I would think you would feel convicted. I mean, anytime when you and I were dating, you had some, you had very strict rules and I, was respectful of that. And oh my gosh, if we would have like slipped at any moment, like that would have really hurt our marriage yeah. and what we stood for and what we believed. And so I'm so thankful that like you, you know, kind of put your foot down and was like, this is, you know, this is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And so, well, yeah, exactly. And even from my opinion, when I was dating uh, girls, when I wasn't a Christian, you know, I had, um, I would have them stay over, but I never, I never let them moved in. Because I knew that it's when you have someone move in, it's like almost like you're married. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then, first of all, there's that commitment. But if they do move in, then if if you are serious, people that do move in and you're really serious, then what? Why would the guy from the guy's perspective? Yeah, why would he ever? Why get would married? I even try to propose to you when yeah. I'm getting everything I want? Exactly. So, you know, and this is just this is just a nugget for for the girls listening. You know, I'm moving in because that's he thinks that's the next step to getting married. No, it's actually not. Yeah. He's actually having you move in and why would he need to marry you? You, you live there now. Yeah. You're basically married. 
without the commitment, without yeah. making you an honest but, girl. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people say the, the thing like, well, you know, in these days, they're like, well, why do I even need to be married? Well, that's, that's, that's true, too. That's, you know, that's another point. But I and, just, and these are all these are all perspectives yeah. from someone that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But people that have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Obviously, it says the man le- leaves the, the kid, the, the man leaves the father mm-hmm. and they become one. And they, that's how he created it from the very beginning, from Genesis. Yes. That they become one and they, they produce a family. And uh, I mean, marriage was always a desire in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, but I wanted to have a good marriage. I wanted to have a marriage that lasted forever, you know. And so um, everything you do as a single person to dating to marriage affects who you're going to marry. You know, so that's what I don't think people see sometimes when you're single because I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It's y- marriage is one of the most important decisions you will ever make in your life. Okay, so everything that you do leading up to that is so important who you decide you're going to, how you decide to be as a single person, how you just decide to be in your dating. I mean, and it's the more you respect yourself. I'm talking to women. The more you respect yourself and value your identity, your, um, you know, what you stand for the more respected you'll attract that person, God will bring you that person mm-hmm. that will respect you in return. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I... No, no, it's true because everything that you go through, and believe me when I say this, I didn't do things right at all. But everything that you do before you find Mr. or Mrs. Right, all that baggage comes with you into the next relationship. Oh, Yeah. Sooner or later, something happens. It's just, it's just like people uh, that get into pornography mm-hmm. in these relationships before. They're, they're watching pornography and they're, they're hooking up. Then they get married and then they bring their porn addiction into their marriage. Exactly. So, so anyway, so, so some tips for single men and women out there from us, okay? Yes. Well, so first, um, the one verse, Matthew six. 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. That's where like, like seek God. Oh my gosh. Like I can't emphasize that enough. If I had that when I was first, when I was first single, it would have saved me a lot of pain and heartache. So trust in God, pray, um, and spend time being like a single woman. Uh, it's amazing if you stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and work on perfecting yourself. Okay, social media, turn that thing off. Kill the noise. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, that is not real. That is not real. The people posing happy, that is one second of their life. That is not the way the world works. So please, like, just disconnect and like start to look up and see the people around you and see the world for what it is good and bad and just just do not think that what you see on social media is what is real in a relationship oh my goodness i just i can't emphasize that enough um and work on building your relationship with God. Now, it's so funny. As a new believer, I was always like, why does everyone always say that? Work on re- your relationship. I don't know. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, what does that mean? You know, people give me bi- Bible verses and tell me to read my Bible. I'm like, where? Yeah. What, what, what does what? it look oh, like? Gosh, yeah. what does it even look like? It was always so frustrating to me. So what does that mean? How to focus on God and wait patiently for your husband, basically. And the three points I could say just from my experience is... One, a daily devotional life. Okay, I've got triplets. We've got a busy household, but I 
sometimes I will read my devotional to the triplets while they're having breakfast. I will do it when they nap. I just really have to find that five minutes. It is not a lot of time. It's five less minutes on social media to read a devotional and just pray. Even just takes five minutes. That's it. That's all I got to say. Second, church, fellowship. Why aren't more people, young people in church? Church, that's where I met Ryan, the best place to meet other people, like-minded people, fellowship and church. Got to get your butt in church. I met that hot girl across <laughs> from me, Krista, at church. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we got to talk about that, too. Okay, okay. And then the, the last thing is serving, volunteering. Um, I know we have a lot. We've had a lot of volunteers over the years that have been single at the Whosoever's. And it's so, it's just, it's encouraging for them. It's encouraging for us. Get plugged in. Do serve. Volunteer at a at a play at a doing something that you're passionate about. But use your time like working on yourself, doing good. And that those are my three tips for. You know, I've how seen to a lot of people God. meet even when they're when they're at church serving. They they come alongside yeah. like minded because you want to come around someone like minded. Obviously, exactly someone that's down with Jesus. Obviously, yes. So my, the encouragement, the last thing I'll leave is that like for the ladies, whatever you want to say to the men, but the ladies first, there is a man that is perfect for each one of you, but it's in God's timing. And I know sometimes that's really annoying to hear, but he will come if you wait on the Lord. All right. Let's talk about the timing because that's a good situation because there's a lot of people that are like, I've been single for like a million years or... You know, they're just waiting for the right one. Let's talk about, before the break, I think we have like 10 minutes, let's talk about the timing, how it worked out with you and I. Because we were in two different situations. Yes. When I gave my life to God in 2008, I was like, all right, I'm going to quit hooking up with chicks. I'm going to meet a girl, settle down, get married, and life's going to be all good. Well, God had to do a work in me first because I didn't even know how to treat a woman because all the baggage and everything I've been through, but what you were talking about earlier in the show was with me that God had to go in and kind of do a work and clean me up a little bit, or actually clean me up a lot, and prepare me for the girl I was going to meet, which was you. Because we were on two, we came from two different lifestyles. I came from the pirate life. You came from the the different life. What life did I come from? I love it. I, I don't know. I don't even want to say it. I don't know. Whatever life you came from uh-huh. was not in my world. You would not have gone for me if you yeah, were we, me. Yeah, we, we were in different industries through our whole lives, but we yeah. crossed paths and never connected. So it was really funny that, you know, it took this, you know, that many, you know, what, 10, no, longer. You were like the good girl that were like, we're like, yeah, we can't mess with those girls in, you know, in that department over there because, you know, <laughs> they, they, they won't have us. We need the, the pirate women over here on this side, you know. You are who you attract. <laughs> right, exactly, it's true. So what happened is I had to wait, but God had to do a cleanup process, and I didn't meet you till six, I think it was five or six years after I became a Christian, yep. and God did a work in me. Now, let's talk about what was going on in your life at that time, because you weren't even ready for me to meet, because you weren't even a Christian when I met you. Yep, and that's a really good point, though, because we were talking about that when it comes to dating. It's like sometimes when you're like, why, God? Like, why hasn't? Why haven't you brought me my, my person, right? Wait, like, hold on, okay, yes, okay. because I want to add one thing. <laughs> I waited for God. I said, God, I'm not going to go just date any girl um, just to just to close the deal. Yeah. I wanted to wait for the right one. So I tried Christian dating. I dated one girl for like, uh, you know, just to be like, what's Christian dating look like? Oh, you go out and you hang out, you go to the movies or you go eat pizza. Or, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of like whatever. It's just something to try oh, out. We're going to talk about that too. What does Christian dating look like? That'll that'll be in a couple minutes. So yeah. then yeah. I met a girl. Uh, then I met another girl at church. This is important. 
I met another girl at church, the second one, and we were going to church, hanging out, and, um, you know, God was doing something in her life, and I was like, okay, God, is this the one? Is this the one? But I didn't have peace. But I was like, yeah, but she's, she's fine, and she's in church, and she's my style, and yeah, like, this, this would be, she's friends with my friends. Like, this totally makes sense on paper. This could definitely work out. But I did not have peace. And then one day, I remember just submitting and saying, God, if this is not the right girl, because I'm thinking, like, I'm dating to, like, get married Is, is that point. the girl that took off her top? Can I finish the story? <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I get I have all, I'm all right. So you know? <laughs> there was only three, and you were number three. Oh, okay. So then what happened is I prayed at my house. I literally got on my knees, and I prayed. I said, God, if this is not the right one for me, literally remove her out of my life, rip her out of my life. And I said that prayer, and I, I happened to be going to a concert that night, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins concert will never be the same. So we get there to the concert. I'm with one of my friends. We get there, and all of a sudden, the girl disappears with her friend. Next thing you know, she shows up back to where we're at in the pit at the Universal Amphitheater, me and my friend. And I smell like weed, and I smell like alcohol. And I'm like, come, like they're reeking of this stuff. And I'm like, dude, we've been here like five minutes. What the heck happened? So I guess they ran to the bar, took a bunch of shots, and smoked a joint somewhere backstage or I don't know where. Showed back up, wasted. Next thing you know, she like pulls her top off, oh my God. and she's like in her bra in the in the in the concert. And I'm just like, dude, I met this girl in church. Like <laughs> she's at church. I see God working in her life. I see all this stuff happening, and now I feel like I'm with the pirate again. And me and my friend look at each other like, we gotta get out of here. This is insanity. So we broke out. We got out of there, and that was it. God literally like ripped her out of my life, and then I'm like, okay, God. I'm waiting on you again to bring the right girl. This clearly wasn't the one, but everything looked right on paper. We were going to church every week, but the tree, it looked like it was producing fruit, but then all of a sudden it was not producing fruit. So I just walked away and I said, God, do you have the girl of my dreams or what's up? And I waited and years went by. And then finally remember one day in the shower, you know, I talked to God in the shower because there's no distractions. And I said, God, do you have the girl of my dreams for me or not? And I remember him saying, Yes. And I said, all right, I'm just going to wait for her. In your timing, I'm going to wait for her, for you to bring her. So I just decided just to keep serving God. And what I mean by serving God is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. I was seeking God's will in my life. Just going, God, thy will be done. Whatever you want to do, bring the girl when you want, because I don't want to mess this thing up. I don't want to end up with another pirate girl on accident. So um, I just waited. I waited for the timing and then the first night I did a shine Bible study at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, I spoke. And at the end, I went to the back to go hang out with everyone that came, saying, giving high fives and chilling, talking to people, praying with people, just hanging out. And I see you walk by, totally my style, this brunette girl walking by. And I'm just like, who that, who that, who that? I have not seen anyone. I've been traveling around. I haven't seen any other girls that look like you ever. Not that I was looking, but I was. For the right one, and you came walking by, and that's when I seen you. Who me? Me? You. <laughs> you. And then good. what happened is basically I you were with a friend, and I asked your friend. I said, "Hey, is that girl a Christian?" First thing, is she a Christian? Because just because you're at church doesn't mean you're a Christian. That's a good first question. I mean, you know, now I would that would have been my first question to a a guy that I would have been interested in, and you know, sing, as a Christian. Because see, even though you were fine. 
I didn't just say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook him and start dating this girl. Because that's what happens. A lot of people, just because you're good looking, they find you at church, they try to make moves. But me, my first question was, is she a Christian? And then your friend, you know, that's a long story, but she, I guess, you know, she liked me and she was kind of like, you know, she was kind of blocking at the time as well. Yeah. But she says, you weren't a Christian. And like, she kind of like was like, stay away from her. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I thought she was looking out for my best interest, which she was in a sense too, but she also had other motives. So she basically yeah, she said, she liked you. She did. <laughs> but I don't like blondes, I like brunettes. Well, I'm uh, blonde now, so that is. You're not okay. blonde. Those are like little like <laughs> highlight things. Hey, you're a brunette. Shh, don't give it away. Whatevs. <laughs> so long story short is I said, okay, I'm not I'm not going to date you. But I did meet you, and you told me you were working in New York at the time. Yep. And uh, you know, you basically said you were going back to New York, and I said, all right, well, Crystal, nice to meet you. I'll talk to you later. I remember seeing you walk out of my life, you know, out of that Bible study, and mm-hmm. I was just like, man, that girl is gorgeous. And I would love to get to know her, but she's not a Christian. And that's, I don't want to be unequal yoked. I don't want to go down that right because I know that God had the girl of my dreams and I was going to wait for his perfect timing. So yeah. what happened from that point is you took off and uh, you ended up coming back a couple months later because your grandma was about to pass away. And you came back and I saw you again at church. And I said, okay, this time I'm going to find out if this girl's a Christian or what her deal is. And I remember seeing you after and I said, hey, do you want to go out and get some pizza together and hang out and get your friends and my friends and let's go grab some pizza and to catch them and see what's going on. <clears throat> so we went to BJ's and we started talking and hanging out. We started <laughs> talking. There was like 20 people there. I was like, lucky if I got a seat even close to him. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to, okay, we're going to break for about two minutes, but I have Crystal Reese and myself and we're talking about dating and we'll see you guys back in two minutes. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Everything all right? Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. And we are back with Crystal Reese, my beautiful wife, and myself, Ryan Reese. So, Crystal, right before the break, we were just talking about God's timing. And I wanted to wait for God's perfect timing to meet the right one. I didn't want to blow it again. And God brought you into my life, but you weren't a Christian, but you were coming to church. And after digging in, talking to you, find out your deal, you basically were open to God, but you never were connected to the Holy Spirit. So I gave you the Living Water book, Chuck Mm -hmm. Smith book. And on your own, I just let you go. You were back in New York. I wasn't tracking you down. You were doing your thing on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. Even though I wanted to date you, you weren't a Christian. So I just kind of walked away and I said, God, you just got to do what you got to do. I'm not even going to sweat it. Even though I want her, I don't. I can't have her because she's not a Christian. And basically, you ended up finding God. You were reading that book, Living Water, and you had a Holy Spirit encounter. And you moved back to the West Coast, to Orange County. And uh, basically, fast-forwarding is you gave your life to God. You had a Holy Spirit encounter. And I saw I – I wasn't trying to, like, save you. I was like, here, take this book. If you want Jesus, find Jesus, and then we'll – yeah, we'll see what happens. But I wasn't like, I gotta get her saved. I gotta no, get her saved. He never called me. <laughs> I never called you. You're and right. the only text I was able ever sending was questions about God or questions about a verse that I didn't understand. It was- Why did I do that? Because I did not want to force something that was not of God. A lot of people try to force things, and it's not God's timing or His will. But then you gave your life to Jesus, 
and we started dating literally that second. Okay, okay, much. okay. First off, okay, so now we're both believe now we're both believers. Yes. And, and we're dating. we're not dating. We're, oh, we're hanging not. out. Oh, that's right. Okay, we gotta define this because this is like my first experience of Christian Christian dating. dating okay. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm new at this, but you know, I had certain rules as a non-believer, you know, in relationships. So, but this was like a whole new world. Um, so. So what'd that look like? So, okay. So we start hanging out, right? <laughs> hanging out consists of groups of people and meeting in public places, usually well lit. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was no touching, nothing. And we would go to concerts. We'd meet at the venue. You know, I would bring a couple friends. Ryan would bring a couple friends. I don't friends. want to sound uptight. I just don't trust myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not about being uptight. I just don't trust myself. Yes. Okay. And that's, that's fair. But I was like, what? is like what like this is this is weird but i went with it because yeah. you know this is just you know he was he was cute so um we went to a couple concerts and i think we went to like a group dinner once and then like after five hangouts okay i was like is he ever gonna actually ask me out on a date and i, I got like, a phone call <laughs> so he got a phone call I like mustered up all this courage and I got on the phone and I was like, are you ever going to ask me out on a date? That's all I'm going to say. That's all. That's all I said on the phone call. Yes. (laughs) Nothing else. And um, he said, what did you say? You said yes. Right. Or did you say I was going to think about it? I forget. Uh, No, you asked me something along. If you're going to, are you into me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you into me? And I was like, yeah, I'm into you. Because you were used to like, you know, uh, if guys are into you, they're trying to get all up on you. But I was just trying to make sure that like I didn't want to lead you in the wrong way. I wanted to, basically what I wanted is I wanted to make I wanted God to confirm that you were the right one, the right mm-hmm. girl, and then I would start dating. Dating. I didn't want to jump ahead and mislead you. Yes. So we went on our first date. Mm-hmm. He drove up to L.A., which is where I was living because I was working up there after my work in New York. And he drove all the way up there. He picked me up at a house. I was renting a room with a couple friends. He picked me up, met the friends, took me to dinner, dropped me off at the door, and that was it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is great. Um, But, like, not trying to kiss me, not trying to do anything. And I, I actually was... It was a breath of fresh air, to be honest, because of from every guy I dated before that, it was just, you know, a very um, just not a good situation. So anyway, so we so we dated a couple more times and I think we finally got more serious. Mm -hmm. And but the rules that you had set out when we were on our first date were as follows. I wrote these down. Great. Okay. Guidelines, rules to protect myself. And yes, and everyone. Because I don't trust myself. Everyone should have these rules. If you are a Christian, true Christian, and you're dating, these are four rules, guidelines that you should follow. One, no going over to each other's house. It's houses. Like alone. Alone. Yeah, to define it more, no hanging out alone. See, this is the problem, you guys. When you're with a girl that you think is Drop dead gorgeous, and the girl is with a guy that is thinks is drop dead gorgeous, and you guys are very attracted to each other, and you're home alone. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, 
It's going to go down. Butt naked wrestling match. It's going to happen. I knew you were going to say that. It's going to happen. So to prevent yourself, if you're trying, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're trying to protect yourself from ending up in a bad situation, because all that stuff affects your marriage life down the line. Yeah. To protect yourself for future, yes. you, this is why you have these guidelines set up. Yeah. So no coming over to the houses slash never living together before marriage. And I have to say, we are emphasizing that because we, okay, we did that. It is so worth it. It is such a special commitment that you make when you're married. And to save those things for marriage is like such a beautiful, God blesses it. God blesses your marriage. Like I can 100% say that. Um, so, okay, so the second guideline is well, very similar to the first is never to be alone together. Okay, that's that's important too. I mean, even in public places and just be careful about how much alone time you get, you know, just the two of you because things could happen as well. Uh, three, <laughs> this is mine, kissing okay but nothing else. It's good to be, it's, it's just good to be <laughs> Sorry, in places guys. where there's people around. It's just, it's all about accountability is what it, what it comes down to, it's yes. accountability to protect yourself from yes. getting. I mean, you guys, if you hear the stories that I hear of people, they get themselves in bad situations, or they say they'll never, that'll never happen to them, and those are always the people yeah. telling us that it happened to them. And I'm like, well, did you, did you listen to the rules? I, I thought I was so strong. I didn't sleep with a girl for like six years or kiss a girl yeah. for six years, and then when I was around you, I was like, whoa, like my body appetites were like alive and kicking more than ever before, and something that I thought I conquered was like alive again, was sketchy. So I was like, dude, dude yeah. So it could happen to anybody. Yes. Um, okay, so this, that was the third. The third one was like kissing's okay, but nothing else. Seriously, if and this is just from personal experience, and I know we're getting a little personal here, but um, if Ryan and I would have done anything other than kissing, it would have led to something more, and that would have not been good. So that's just my personal point. You agree? Yeah. yeah. So first base, second base, Third base, home runs. Yeah, basically you don't want to uh, – because, you know, it's it's interesting that, um, you know, a statistic that just came out that said that a lot of uh, millennial Christians believe that pornography is okay. It's better than sleeping with someone. You're still having sex. Yes. If you're watching porn or you're going to first base or second base, these are all – it's basically sex without – sexual intercourse it's still sex yes so yes. you want to just wait till you're married to do it right yes um and then the last point is uh meeting at church weekly even when ryan and i were hanging out he was like okay meet me at church like and we coordinated our schedules to make sure that we were at church we didn't usually even come together we came separately and met up that is very important, especially in a new relationship when you guys are both dating. Um, you don't even know where it's going to go. Being in church together is important. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to – you could come together or, or separately. We, just, we yeah. were coming from our job, so we, yeah, we, met, we would meet places. there. But the point is we made sure that we were there weekly in church, hearing to, from God together and getting directions for our life from God. Yes. And then this is the verse that I feel like is so appropriate is Psalm 27, 14. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait, wait, wait. So um, that takes me to our next point, which is, and this is just something that's been like playing in my head all the time. And 
you know, Ryan's stories about dating as a non-believer and my experience dating as a non-believer, uh, ungodly men will ruin a good girl and vice versa. And how so, is that? Oh, my gosh. It's just like if— I think it's both ways, guys. It, no, no, no. Totally both ways. Ungodly I'm, girl. I, I just want to speak to the women. Uh, yeah. I want you to speak to the men, so that's why I'm just saying it from that. But if you're— you know, if if a godly if an ungodly man comes into my life, I mean, ungodly men came into my life as a non-believer, and wow, that really you know, even me not believing in, in following Jesus, but under knowing God a little bit, I mean, those took me down spirals and could have completely veered me off in a in the wrong direction. So I'm just saying, like, be super careful because forever and marriage with somebody that's not walking with God and you're walking with God, it is an uphill battle to commit to someone that is not a believer like you. Mm -hmm. I can't emphasize that enough. And so many people that we counsel with, there's one part of that the husband or the wife is not a believer and the other, the believer is taking their kids to church and going to church and, you know, it, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. So, yeah. so there, because it's two people going in different directions. That's why it's so important yeah. to uh, be connected with people that are believing in the same belief and going in the same direction. One hundred percent. And I mean, I, I've seen in I've seen people that actually uh, that were actually serving at the church or or just involved in like God stuff, and uh, they meet a girl there yeah. at the church. And uh, one of those ones that's in the church, but it's like just there doing be doing good, I guess, but not really having a relationship with not having a relationship with God at all because there was no fruit in their life besides the fact that she was doing good at the church, she mm -hmm. was involved, and it turns out this girl was totally, you know, getting this guy to sleep with her and this yeah. all this stuff, and this guy came out of that whole lifestyle. He was going to church, trying to walk with God, trying to do things right and wait for the right one. And then he meets this girl that looks like a Christian, yeah. but basically was not godly and took him down a very, very slippery slope. See, that's key. And I want to make sure like people understand that too. There are a lot of Christians that say they're Christians, that give Christians a bad name. And I really am getting sick of it, you know? So... You really I call those posers. <laughs> yeah, like you You're know, posing to be something. Exactly. So just like you got to be careful yeah. and smart, and if you know, if you're in tune and you're praying, like yeah. God will give you that discernment because that's key. I, I, you know, well, it's like for instance, like you hear a lot of people that say, "Oh yeah, no, I'm a Christian. We're going to church, me and my girl," and then you hear that they're living together. Yeah. And you're like, so if the Bible clearly, like, do you read the Bible? Because if you clearly read the Bible, God gives us the instructions of what what a relationship with Him looks like. Yeah. And because we love God and he's our Lord and our Savior, that we follow it. I don't, I don't follow because it it's a bunch of rules and regulations. God put those, rule, God put those rules in there to, um, to keep us from going down slippery slope, yeah. from hurting ourselves. Those guidelines are there to protect us, to give us a it's, long life of peace and love exactly. and hope and grace. Yeah, he's not doing it because he's trying to be like— He's like mad or he yeah. like is making you do something. It's for your benefit. And the older you get or the older I, I got, I understood that more. But it's like a parent to a child. Mm -hmm. You put rules in place so for the safety and protection of your kid and so the kid can be the best person that they can be in the in their life. So you have to think about it that way. It's not like we're like, you got to do this. You don't you could don't have to do anything we say, <laughs> you know, yeah. but we're just telling you from our experience that 
if we would have done these things growing up, you know, things would have been different. And here we are, and thankfully God blessed us and, and put us in this, you know, this great marriage. I mean, it's, you know, marriage has its ups and downs, but it is a privilege to be married. It is so, it is so wonderful to be married. And yeah, it's not always wonderful, but when God puts a husband, a, a man and a woman together and it's in his will, that is when you, it's, that's when it really is amazing. Don't you agree? I don't 100%. know. I'm saying that amazing a lot, but that's, yeah, no, it's you know. true. We, we made tons of mistakes. Well, I did at least. And, uh, if there's any wisdom that's coming from this is that. But when you're dating and God confirms like, okay, like this one's the one and you, you know, and you feel that confirmation like that's and God's at the center of your marriage. Like you can have an amazing marriage. I think people are so turned off because there's so much divorce. I mean, what divorce rate is at around 45% right now? Yeah, yeah. I get it. And, and I understand why a lot of people are turned off by marriage. And, and, but if you're both following God and there's a confirmation in your life that this is it, like marriage is an amazing journey and it's so beneficial. I mean, you have like a partner for your life that encourages you and you work together and you, you know, God willing, bring kids into the world and build them up and they're the light in this in this world. And it's it's amazing. It's, all... a, it's a beautiful thing if you do it right. Because exactly. we both have actually done it the wrong way. Yes. And saw our lives. In and it a... was horrible. Exactly. Horrible. Well, let's talk about confirmation because we have about 10 minutes left of the show. Okay. How Do you have anything else that you want to go through before we talk about confirmation? How... Does one know if he or she is the right one? Oh, that's good. Do you want to tell the story of when you proposed? No. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, do you want me to tell or do you want to how – does, how does one know? I mean, I know – that's my story, how I knew. But um, – yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like the confirmations are like God. I mean, sometimes it's audible. Sometimes it's through yeah. like signs and yeah. certain things that, you know, you, you know, um, what may I, what made you say yes after you are already married, you were divorced and it, now you meet me and we've only been dating like what a couple months. And then I proposed to you. That's a great question. Seriously, why, think about that. Why, why did you? did I? <laughs> Gosh. I mean, now knowing, you know, I, no, um, <laughs> I love it. it oh my gosh. Months. People were like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? I'm yeah, like, people must have thought you were what? crazy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, do you know who he is? I'm like, who is he? I don't know. What are you talking? He's a he's a raw Reese's son. What? I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's raw Reese's son and he's a pirate. You don't want anything like, to do with him. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is how I knew because uh I had uh I had confirmations. I mean, basically we were we were at our uh birthday dinner and you gave me a birthday card and at the yeah. bottom of the card it says second chronicles 69 the eyes of the lord search the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed and that was my life verse that i had in my iphone for shoot ever since the iphone came out since 2008 it was five years mm -hmm. so for five years i had my one life verse in my iphone on the sticky notes and when you gave me that verse and you were already, you've only been to church, I think, at that point, only like three, yeah. probably three or oh four my God. times. And that was so funny because, like, I was, like, filling out his birthday card. Okay, first, like, a new believer, right? And I'm like, oh, gosh, do I, like, am I, like, the cheesy person that puts the verse in the card? Like, or is it, like, is it is it too soon? <laughs> but I don't know why I was, like, Googling, you know, verses and, you know, just to feel like I could encourage him on his birthday. And, of course, a ton of these verses come up and that one just, like, stood out to me. 
So I wrote it in there thinking like, okay, I hope he doesn't think I'm like, you know, overly religious all oh, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> writing a verse in the car. And then you put it in and that happened to be my life verse. And there's roughly, I don't know, I think like 32 to 33,000 verses in the Bible, yeah. de- roughly like that, depending on what translation you read. Mm-hmm. So out of 32 to 33,000 verses in the whole entire Bible, you Googled and you got the one verse that was in my sticky notes. Yeah. For forever. And, and then right were, there at dinner, it was like, yeah. you're like, I think we need to talk about getting married. And I'm like, okay. And you know what's interesting too? I remember <laughs> like, when I was, what? I remember when I was in sixth grade, or not sixth grade, when I was like, uh, I think like seven years old, I was driving home from uh, school, you know, second or third grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom asking me one day, hey, Ryan, what do you uh, want? You want to get married one day? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what? she's like, what do you want your wife's name to be? And I remember saying crystal because back then, for some reason, I was obsessed with crystals, the way they looked. I'd see them in the malls, and I liked the way crystals looked. And I'm like, crystal, well, there you go. God puts those desires in your heart. When I was in, you know, seven or eight years old, Mm -hmm. God already put those desires in my heart. And then fast forwarding years later, when I was like 30 years old or 32, I ended up getting married to a girl named Crystal. So that's just even another confirmation. Yeah, totally. I know. It's so cute. Your mom gave me like the cross that you had that like and wrote me the note that like Ryan all has like always wanted to marry a girl named Crystal. And I thought that was so cute. So anyways, but I know you asked me the question of like where, what was the confirmation for me? Yeah. And I, God doesn't really speak to me audibly. I get signs or you yeah. know, other uh, dreams and things like that. But um, really the thing was at the time was uh, feeling peace. You know, yes. not anxiety or like when even when you threw that out and I kind of like laughed like, OK, I was like after that and going home, like I felt this overwhelming peace. And I, f- I feel that way a lot of times when I know that like God has it, you know, mm-hmm. he's got me. He's got the situation like it's like that confirmation. You just feel it. That 100 percent is the peace in any situation in our lives. Everyone that's listening, you have to have the peace of God. That's the confirmation because the peace of the Holy Spirit, he mm-hmm. gives us peace. So when, even though our life was in a very, very crazy situation, not only the fact that we were going to get married, we were talking about getting married, mm-hmm. but there was also different elements that were going on where the whole whosoever's team was getting replaced, shine studies, the whole worship team, every, there was a lot of chaos going on at that time. And there yeah. was, and even in, amongst all the chaos and the storms, we just had peace and we just knew like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It was no, just like this overwhelming piece like that yeah. we should move forward. Even yes. though people on my side were saying, Ryan, this girl just found God. What are you doing getting married to this girl? And then people were going, hey, this guy's a pirate. Like, you don't want to marry. This guy has a like, crazy reputation. Yes. So both sides, I've never even met your family. Mm-hmm. Remember, I met him like one night, but I didn't know we, we were at like a birthday dinner when we first started dating for like a couple minutes. Yeah. But I <laughs> didn't know any of your personal friends. I didn't know your family. I didn't have more of a conversation than two, two minutes. Yes, people were surprisingly unsupportive. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But we had peace. But we had peace. In the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how we knew and we got married. And looking back now, that was the best decision. And yeah. God was totally in it. And the one thing I have to say, and this is just like overall, and is that when you, when you pray to God, you have to give him time to speak to you. And I don't mean that audibly. But I feel like in this crazy world, and I do this a lot, is like I just pray of like, oh, everything I'm thankful for, everything I want. But I don't give him the time, the silence to let him work and let him speak back to me. And I think that's so important. Um, So I just want to make sure that I put that in there. Um, 
And God doesn't answer over, not always. Sometimes he can answer immediately. Totally. I've had that happen before. And then sometimes it could be a year. Totally. It could be months. It could be years. It's all about God's timing is what we were talking about mm-hmm. today. And and you can get really frustrated. It's very frustrating sometimes when you are asking for something and maybe he's not, God's not answering you. Yeah. Um, and that means you have to wait. And that's the season of waiting. And oh my gosh, boy, was I in that season when I was on bed rest for five months. God was like, this is where you are. You're, you're waiting. Waiting. And that is very hard, but it's what he wants and you have to submit. You know, when you read the Bible, you go through all these different stories and the Bible's like the highlights of Jesus's ministry. You know, all the gospels, mm-hmm. it's all the highlights. He fed the 5,000, he healed people. And then even when you read about Paul and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and all the prophets, all these guys, you, you read about all these like big moments. Mm-hmm. There was years in between these big moments. People read the Bible and they're like, oh my gosh, there was like miracle after miracle, all these like crazy stories that are happening. But literally... There was years totally. in between uh, these these big moments, so we do have to wait. It's not going to be it's, God's not going to be doing a highlight every single day in your life. These big moments, we got to pray, we got to wait. God has to work in us and through us and prepare us for you know each day for whatever's going to be next in our chapters of our lives. And just like in dating, God, when I was ready for a girl, you weren't even a Christian. God had to go work a whole situation in your life. And there was a series of circumstances that took you to the place to where you you were in New York. Mm-hmm. God had to get you to move to, from New York and prepare your heart to move back to L.A. and even be open to receiving God. Yep. I mean, that's a whole nother episode, Crystal. Totally. Part two. <laughs> now, you know yes. what I mean? No, no, totally. And, and yeah, exactly. Um, and that's why I like I didn't really touch on like a lot, you know, the being single and dating too much in my personal life because there are so many situations, you know, that, I mean, that, that we've been through as believers, uh, non-believers mostly for me, and then as a believer in, in dating and that, like, we just don't want to bore you. It's only an hour show. But and we you, have two minutes left. Yeah, we have two minutes left. <laughs> so what I'm going to say, is, and that'll, that'll be for another time, and, yeah. um, you know, next time we go on, maybe we'll take a couple calls and, and get into that a little more. But um, Let's do it. the one thing I want to say is we are – uh, speaking together on Saturday, July 7th Where? for Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa for the singles. They're doing a singles event. Right and they on. asked us to speak about our single life since it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was like four and a half years ago. We, we, you know, we, we have a lot married, of time. So we, we have a lot of experience dating. We have a lot okay. of experience hey, in that what time, dating What time game. is it? Uh, I have no idea. But if you go to Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, I'm sure you'll get all the information. I think it's like an all-day thing. And I think we're speaking in the afternoon. Um, also... Um, the Breaking Through Women's Conference is at Refuge Calvary Chapel Huntington Beach on Saturday, July 23rd from 9 to 3. It's an awesome conference that's for young ca- women. That's going to be epic for the women. Yeah. But this is for all the people out in the East Coast, Bridge Radio I'm talking to right now that we're syndicated on. Oh, yeah. I'll be out at Bridge Fest uh, for that same weekend. I'll be hanging out for the whole uh, Bridge, Fest, Bridge Fest Festival. <clears throat> so I'll see you guys out there. I'll have a booth. I'll be speaking out there. We'll be kicking it hard. It's going to be sick. That's awesome. And then for any, like, past shows or, you know, any more information on, like, what the whosoevers are doing, just go to ryan-reese.com, and you can find all the information there. Yes, all past shows are available for yes. you. Well, babe, did you have a good time? 
I'm not as nervous now. <laughs> well, good. That's perfect because the show just ended. And we got to get home to the kids. So That's true. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.